Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're listening to the Kings Cast podcast. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at KingsCast, like on Facebook, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Welcome to Kings Cast with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. Uh, we are coming off of three super fun episodes just last week where Ryan and I came on and did our season preview part one. Part two, we came on and talked about the Kings and gave our thoughts as we are going into the season. If you're looking for those episodes or any of our other episodes, you can always find those streaming wherever you get your podcast. Bringing in my co-host today, as always, Ryan, was good. What is going on? Excited to be here on this Saturday night podcast. Uh, usually we don't do them this late. You know, it's like 10 o'clock at night, but... Uh, you know, circumstances, you know, made us do it. And uh, yeah, I, I wanted to do it tomorrow, but, you know, I'm going to be at the game tomorrow. Very excited to see the Warriors in person. Uh, get to see Steph Curry for the first time when he's actually Steph Curry. I saw him a few years ago, well, more than a few years ago, probably 10 years ago now. Um, when he uh, when he was very young, they played the, the Lob City Clippers. Uh, Chris Paul tore them up. So um, I'm very excited to see him. I'm excited to see Andre Godala. Never seen him. And I'm very excited to see Andrew Wiggins. Big fan of his. So uh, it's going to be a good day tomorrow. I'm lo- really looking forward to it. The Rare Saturday Night Podcast. Uh, this is what we're doing. We're, we're, we're talking Kings. You know, sometimes we, we have a hard time getting them in, but I just felt like we had to get this episode in just because two games have passed and I have so much, so much to fucking talk about, you know? Um, and so I really wanted to... Uh, come on and do that tonight. Uh, I did make it to the opening night last night, Ryan. One of the funnest fucking games I've been to in years. Um, it was it was it was just really fun. I got some really awesome seats. I was just a couple rows up um, from from the floor, so definitely definitely talk about that as the episode goes on. Um, but man, the, the Kings they're looking pretty fun. It's it's I'm excited about where it's going. I think we we were pretty optimistic. Obviously, if you checked out our season preview. You know, Ryan and I said that we felt like the Kings could, should be a playoff team this year. We predicted that they'd be a playoff team this year. And, uh, you know, I know it's early and we're definitely the guys, Ryan, that we don't get too up or down or get too hyped. And, you know, but I think this there is with some reason uh, right now. You know, that's why I was excited to get on and talk about the Kings tonight. Yeah, for sure, man. It was definitely like a, uh, you know, it was a good week of basketball, man. It was very encouraging. Uh, something that we've talked about multiple times is, you know, that depth and having legit NBA players on your roster and look what happened this week, man. It really showed. So, uh, um, you know, there's just, you know, nine, 10 guys on the Sacramento Kings roster that are exciting um, that each bring something different to the table that are fun to watch, man, you know, and it showed between the, the difference between the two games, you know, 
Um, Alex Lynn, I believe, got a, a you know DNP the first game and comes out and plays 23 minutes last night against the Utah team. Uh, you know, so that's the kind of stuff right there. You've brought it up multiple times, versatility of lineups. Um, so that that's huge, man. It's fun to watch. It's exciting. And I can't freaking wait tomorrow because honestly, uh, you know, with, with De'Aaron Fox struggling a little bit last night, I think he's going to take it to the Warriors. I don't know who's going to stay in front of him. And it's not like, you know, the Warriors have a rim, you know, that rim protector like Utah does with Rudy Gobert. So I think this is a game where De'Aaron Fox, you know, it's a 30 piece coming tomorrow night. That's what I'm saying predicting a versatility of lineups. I think that'd probably be a good place to start because for about three years now on Kings cast, we have been coming in and pounding the table when it comes to that. And we've talked about it. And we talked about it in our season preview that when you are a team like the Kings, where you don't have a one through five, that's, that's consistent for 82 games. Um, like some of the star studded teams out there throughout NBA history, you know, uh, you got to have that versatile lineups to be able to match up with your opponents and have that and, and set yourself apart and have that edge. And that's how you do it. And, um, you know, going in, so going into the year, Ryan, we weren't, you know, no leaks in Kingsland, no leaks about what the, what the lineup was going to be, what the starting lineup was going to be, what the rotation was going to look like. No leaks at all. Preseason guys were, you know, tough to get a read. Guys are doing some weird shit. They're playing minutes playing roles they might not have uh, be getting in as the season, you know, goes on. So had no read about it. Um, the big one in the offseason leading up to it was what was, was going to happen with the two guard position. You know, obviously you and I have, have been in the steady, you know, support, support buddy, buddy to start. But, you know, they came out and they rolled out game one with Fox, Halliburton, uh, Barnes, Harkless and Holmes. And I'm not surprised by that because towards the end of the year last year, they did a lot of the similar stuff where they were playing, they were playing Harkless, um, playing that two forward kind of thing. And um, it, and then game two, which is the home opener, uh, Buddy Hill comes off the bench, even though Harkless is hurt, Buddy Hill still came off the bench and Terrence Davis got the start. So clearly uh, Luke Walton early in the season showing his hand as far as what they're going to do. Um, to be honest, you know, even though we've always been buddy, buddy, we support buddy. I'm cool with it. I'm, I'm really not tripping. Uh, we talked about this in the past. This isn't fucking junior high basketball where just because you're a starter, you know, buddy, Hill's playing. He's going to play 27 to 30 minutes a game still off the bench. And I think that's totally OK. So uh, talk a little bit about that in the lineup and your thoughts uh, with their approach, you know, with the unknown going in and what they actually did. Yeah. So, I mean, like, like Eric said, you know, we, you know, me and you have just pretty much been big supporters of Buddy Heald. And um, I'll be completely honest. I would still like to see Buddy Heald in the starting lineup. I, I really would. I just think him and Darren Fox next to each other um, starting games, closing games is very valuable, but um, you know, you can't deny that scoring punch off the bench, you know, Buddy through two games is 20 and a half points, six and a half rebounds two assists. Um, which is, you know, off the bench, you know, those are six man of the year numbers, right? Guy, guy pulled 15, three pointers last night, made six, um, you know, so anytime that you can have that type of player coming off the bench, that type of scoring capability, um, you know, that, that, that's very valuable and that can make you a, a really good, really, really, really good team. So, um, one thing you brought up too, is, you know, Buddy Hill playing 27 to 30 minutes, um last night i i want to say he only played 23 minutes 24 minutes i think 
I got six. Was it 26? I, I thought I was looking at maybe it's because he had 24 points, maybe. Um, but you know, anywho, um, if I'm mistaken, let me no, he played, he, he played 26. I pulled, I pulled it up. He played 26. He got 26. Okay. Okay. I thought it was 23. So I was a little surprised by that. Um, but yeah, you know, you know, um, game one, you know, is something that was important for me. You know, what, what was Luke going to do at the end of games, you know, and at the end of the game, Buddy Hield was out there with Davion Mitchell. He was out there with, you know, Darren Fox playing a lot of minutes. So, um, you know, as long as things stay like that and Buddy's still getting the love, he's still getting his shots up. Um, I got no issues with the way things that, uh, you know, are being handled. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much all I got for the Buddy Hield situation. Well, with him coming, with him coming off the bench in a lot of years, people have always said, well, buddy's better off the bench. He's better off the bench. And, and that was always people thinking, and people didn't, well, they want him off the bench because they just, I think they just didn't want to see him start. And for the last couple of years, it was like, the Kings don't have a great roster. So why would you bring arguably your, exactly. you know, your guy who was, the, and it, when he was the leading scorer for the Kings, those couple of years in a row, they mm-hmm. were saying, bring him off the bench. Like, why would you bring your leading scorer off the bench? That makes no sense when you don't have a deep roster. Now they can kind of get away with that because they are deep um, where, you know, that was the issue with Buddy coming off the bench during a two year, two years ago season bogey's last season here when they started doing that. And he was having to come off with Corey Joseph um, and Harry Giles and random others, <laughs> you know, and it's like yeah. that, that, that makes it tough when you're when you're when you're playing in a second you're talented, you're playing in a second unit with no help, no nothing. And little when you have that depth, it, it definitely lends itself to that. But you know, the I'm what the Kings are doing and what Luke Walton's doing is that they might have that starting lineup, but that starting lineup really it just it sets the tone for the start of the game. But they'll they yank Harkless and then they stretch they they overlap a lot. They overlap lineups a lot. And, um, you know, so it's not like, and that's the thing when it comes to, it's not hockey. We've always, we've said that a bunch, a bunch of times over the years, it's not fucking hockey where you have a line change, you know, and that's it, not how it works. You overlap, you play three guards, you play last night. They had four guards on the court at, at the time at one point, you know, so, uh, you can just do things like that and, it, and it's okay. Um, with, as far as Halliburton, you know, the first game struggled a, a, a little bit overall but uh game two a better game um you know when he's in there you know it's it's, it's a question i'm gonna pose and i don't want to be negative and hating on anybody because i really do like what the kings are doing i think overall I, I got i got no complaints so far with it with kind of the experiments with the lineups but we you know it's it's the question we've been posing ryan like who's going to handle the ball uh when when uh you know fox and ha- and halliburton are both out and that's something i've, I've seen in the two games um, with Halliburton and Fox in the game at the same time, Halliburton is pretty ball dominant. So, you know, I just want to see how that's going to work out and shape up. Um, not to criticize it right now. It's just, it's just, it's just a question to pose. Do you think there's, there's some validity to that, what you've seen so far? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that again? All right. So <laughs> I, what I was saying was like when, when, when Fox and Halliburton are, uh, are off of the court and buddy and whomever else is in, you know, who's going to handle the ball. That's been the okay, question that okay, we've posed. Like, okay. That's sorry. Sorry. I, I, I got you. All right. So um, yeah, that was, that was a big issue. And that was something that me and you were worried about. So, um, but that's like what I just brought up, right? Like I, you know, 
why, you know, why I wanted Buddy on the bench and why I think it's a better fit with Fox. But, you know, I, I think Davion Mitchell's going to be the primary ball handler uh, with Buddy in that second unit. Um, but I don't know, man, me and you talked about this on the last podcast. I don't know if that's really sustainable. I haven't seen enough from him um, ball handling wise to see if he can make it through, um, you know, a, a stretch. So um, I, I think at the end of the day, I'm, I was looking at the stats when you were talking right now too. Buddy put up 21 shots yesterday. I think Buddy's pretty much going to have the ball in his hands with that second unit, no matter what. And uh, I, I think everything's going to run through him. So, um, you know, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, it, it is. Davion, it is, you know. <laughs> yeah, watching the game yesterday, uh, one thing I noticed with Davion Mitchell, which I want to spend a lot of time on him, is that uh, he, he did, he was the primary ball handler when the other two weren't off. He was. Um, but, you know, I, I just don't trust a, a young guy like that who is not a great, he's not a great scorer overall. He's not a great, he's not a threat to shoot overall. Um, and, you know, just like little things like where, you know, he, he holds on, he holds on the, to the ball for a long time, you know, in, in well into the, into the shot clock. A couple of times, like three possessions, you know, yesterday where that happened, where it just did no ball movement is, and then it starts getting low and then he just dishes, dishes, well, you know, and, stuff and that's, like that. That's, that's what I was talking about. Well, I don't know if it's sustainable for him to do it over, you know, uh, an entirety of a season. I just don't think that he's going to be able to do that. And that's why, you know, like I said, looking at the stats and, you know, Buddy Heald putting up 21 shots, that's, he, that means he's the primary ball handler for the second unit. That offense is running through him and um, as it should be. Let's spend a little time on Xavier Mitchell. I wanted to, I really want to talk on him, um, you know, kind of going into the season, Ryan, I, I put, I put that out there in our preview, like, you know, Davion Mitchell was a higher draft pick than Tyrese Alberton. He's super athletic. Oh, we got the beer crack today. What's the beer oh, crack? Did it work? You did it work? Mm-hmm. Oh man. Nice. I wish I would have done in the beginning. Of this my second beer of the pot already. Uh, uh, no, We're just, 10 minutes just, in. We're 10 minutes in. You got two beers down already, huh? Just a, just a silver bullet tonight. Damn, okay. dude, I wish, damn, I, I really have, I'm going to, I'm going to work on that this week because I would really love for the beer crack to come back now that the season's in full, you know, full swing. So, especially when we're doing 10, 10 PM uh, pause on Saturdays. Definitely. Yes, yes, um, so sure. back, back to Javon Mitchell though, you know, he was, he is a higher draft pick than Halbert and he is super athletic. And the one thing he does have uh, is an elite skill set. You know, we, we talk about it with, uh, like we've talked about with Buddy and other, mm-hmm. you know, young players as they come into the league, young, good players. When they first come in the league, they're not always uh, like well-rounded, you know. Like he, he well, David Mitchell's not going to come in and be a ball handler, a shooter, all this, but he is going to come in and have an elite on-ball defense, you know, which is going to mean that he's going to get a lot of minutes and and, and he's going to be really valuable. And man, I I, I kind of put it out there like by the end of the year, could we be saying that Davion Mitchell's rookie year was better than Tyrese Halliburton's rookie year? And I, I was kind of saying I I think so. Um, and I, you know, I think this for the regular listeners, Ryan, I think this should mean a lot coming from us knowing how we are. OK, but and I Davon Mitchell last night, I was just a couple rows up from the court. I got to see him up in people's shit. Dude, that dude is as good as fucking advertised. He really is the way he just can move laterally, he, he move his hips, like give guys let guys take in on him and then just re- I mean, he ri- he was ripping balls, just poking them. Um, he's up in people's face. I mean, you know, the stat And this is the thing not to get, we're not overblowing it. You know, already it's like people are posting, Oh, you know, Damian Lillard and, and, uh, Donovan Mitchell stats. It's like, he didn't lock, he didn't guard them 
all game. He all 48. It's not, it's not what he did. He guarded him in spurts, but in those spurts, it was super impressive. There were several times um, he gave Jordan Clarkson fits for sure there. I mean, there was a couple of times where he, he got Donovan Mitchell shot clock violation. Couldn't he just couldn't get a shot up, you know, and that, that's, I'm ex- I, I don't really get excited by young players, by especially by rookies, but I'm pretty excited by him. I think a lot of people in Kingsland are. Like I said, not to hype him up, I'm overhyping him, and I think it should mean a lot coming for us, knowing how cynical we've been in the past. Yeah, I'm, you know, I was skeptical in the beginning because he's not very big, um, but everything, you know, talking to you off off the air, and you know, he 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 looks strong, he he looks physical, but I'm really excited to see him as well tomorrow because I, I you know you were just raving about him all day today. Like, man, in person, you know, he, he's, he's the real deal. He's, you know, better than I expected. So I, I'm really looking forward to that, man. You know, I, I want to see, um, you know, what everybody else is seeing and stuff. Cause I've never seen the guy in person. He just looks small, dude. That's the only thing It's like, it's always just, you know, you're looking at this guy on the TV and you're like, all right, you know, this dude looks like he's like my height. You know what I mean? Like his measurables, you know, you're just like, I don't know, man, can he be a difference maker? Um, you know, to that level at that size. And uh, I mean, two games in, he looks like he's the real deal. The only thing that bugs me about the whole situation is I saw somebody posted online today. Uh, can, can, uh, can he be the best defensive player of all time? Somebody literally posted that. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about, Ryan. Like that right there. It's like, slow the fuck down. Hey, you know, and if there's this, uh, it, it, this thing out there, Ryan, you either are a fucking hater or you are saying dumb shit like that. There's no mm-hmm. in between. There's not just like a, hey, he's solid. I'm really excited for that one thing he could do. I'm not saying he's going to be all NBA fucking anything. Honestly, I just think that he he does have an elite skill set and that's good. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's not a big, I'm yeah. not saying anything. You know, already, you know, buddy, and it's interesting, though. You don't know because it's the season so young, but I think people get really excited because of the busts in the past. But Buddy Hill in the press conference yesterday said, oh, I think he's the best on-ball defender in the league. So when you got players on the team saying that, you know, fans get crazy. And then he is playing really well, but, yeah, not to to the overhype. But to him, you know, here's what I've taken away, too. We talked about the we don't really believe in his ability to kind of, you know, floor general, so to speak, the, the exactly. team. And and there was a stretch in the fourth quarter yesterday. He started off the fourth quarter and it got to about like the six, seven minute mark. And Buddy was having a fucking game. OK, he had six threes yesterday. He was hot, man. And um, Buddy was was on the bench and there and the problem with the Kings at the time was like there was no there wasn't any scoring on the floor. They were having a hard time scoring. And I just, it was like, okay, these are those times where, yeah, you love the defense, you love all that, but you got your shooter on the bench. Maybe you got to yank him. You know, you got to yank him right now. Let's get him off. And I, I just, you know, his role will grow. It's, it's not nitpicking. It's just, uh, you know, we're just analyzing, I guess, what we've seen so far with him. But it's, uh, what's, what's hold off on, on more conversation around until you get the opportunity to see him? I think once you see him, you'll realize he is super, he's super quick. He's as athletic and as quick as anybody on the court. I mean, he's over there with Donovan Mitchell and Jordan Clarkson, who, who you know, the, those guys in their own right are Locking buckets. Yeah, are buckets, and he was holding his own athletically with them, you know, yeah, uh, quickness good. and stuff. So, and then, and then his height wise, I think you'll see that it's it's it didn't it wasn't super noticeable as far as yeah. him being too undersized. But and that's uh, kind of what I expected. But mm-hmm. you know, 
you look at the TV and you look at the guy and you're like, okay, you know, he looks like he's 5'11 on TV. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. look, you know, I think he's listed as what, 6'1? I and mean, I think he's, I think he's listed as 6'1, but you look at, you know, you know, historically people like to hype up the, uh, the measurables when they put it in the programs. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and on TV, he doesn't look like he's a very big person, but um, yeah, I'm really excited. That's something I'm going to key in on tomorrow is yeah, yeah. A, a lot of Davion Mitchell. And, and the seats are close enough. You'll be able to see them for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, man, we got to talk about AGB though. That's been the big, that's been the yeah. biggest surprise. Uh, it's so crazy, man, because we are very much, you would say like, um, the law, the, the law of averages when it comes to players, you know, and we always refer, you know, people show you who they are, believe them. We have those little sayings about players. Dude, Harrison Barnes is like damn near, I don't know, 10 years in the league, Ryan, basically, you know, around there. He's, 20, he's 29. So he's got that, he's got that many years of, of stats basically showing what he is. And, um, I really do believe that this year, I think that there's a little bit of a different edge to him. And, and maybe it's because the team around him is a little deeper better he doesn't have to do as much i think in the last couple of years he's had to play low block kind of mid 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 area you know you see him in years past ryan you notice hb posting up a lot right posting mm-hmm. up turn around turn around fade type of shots uh luke walton i guess comes out and says he wants to see him taking eight threes a game this season um that's different and he's he's hitting him he's knocking him down and i think with darren fox taking the next step i think with hal burton having that other uh, really uh, high-end ball handler on the court that can penetrate from the wing. Um, even Harkless on there, just a, you know, a, different, a different look. It, it'll open those shots up for him a little bit more, and he's knocking them down. Obviously, I don't think this 30 points and fucking 12 rebounds. 12 is, rebounds. That's, <laughs> not, that's not sustainable. I mean, he's not, uh, you know, I don't even know who, who did something like that. That's like some prime. Who, who would do some stats like that? I don't even know. And well, uh, that, the shooting at this percentage, nobody. Like he's yeah. literally shooting like sixty percent from the <laughs> from the three point line. Like so, he'll I mean, bring it down. I I think that his go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. Finish. I was gonna say shoot. I think that like if the best season he had was in Dallas, and it was like nineteen. I just looked 18, nineteen. Yeah, nineteen point yeah. two. If they got that out of him, I mean, if if you get like if Buddy gets nineteen twenty, if HB's at nineteen twenty compared to like fifth, what was he at? The last two years, like 15, 16, 16, 16 last year. And then 14, 14, the two years yeah. before. And then, That's... but in Dallas, but in Dallas, he averaged 19 a game, you know, but those, but those teams were those, bad. They, in they were bad. They were bad. So, you know, inflated but, stats, but if, if he gets 19 on a good team. Yeah. Something, something I, you know, I want to point out um, is me and you have come on here and we've talked about it. NBA basketball players historically have hit their primes 28 to 32 years old. Right. That's, you know, that's where me and you were coming in about Rashawn Holmes saying, hey, you know, Rashawn Holmes is 29. You know, he's he's in his prime now. You can't expect him to make a jump. Um, but, you know, Harrison Barnes, is, he's in his prime right now. You know what I mean? He's in his prime and he's and he's not being asked to, like we said, go down in the post and do those types of things. He's they're using they're utilizing his skill set in his prime. So um, I do think he can have a career year this year. Obviously, that 30 points per game, 12 rebounds is not sustainable. But I do see him, you know, 16.1 last year. I think he can definitely score 17, 18 a game this year yes. for, for sure. And the biggest thing for me with Harrison Barnes is he needs to rebound, right? The lack of 
which he did last night, 15, re, 15 boards last night against a very good Utah team that, that, that rebounds very well. Um, you know, when you have a, a guy like Rashawn Holmes, um, you know, who's a very good player, you know, he rebounds at a, at a pretty good rate. Um, but I don't think that Rashawn Holmes will ever 11, 12 rebounds a night. Right. And if you want to play a three guard lineup, that means Harrison Barnes is going to have, have to have a career rebounding year. Um, so beyond the points and everything is I would, I would, I, you know, Harrison Barnes be efficient like you always are, but fucking keep rebounding, dude. I think that is Harrison Barnes key right there is if he can keep the rebounding rate up, Sacramento becomes a very good team. Yeah, it just this his utilization on the court is being so because they're different. gonna score. They're yeah. gonna score, you know. It, it's he's he if he can rebound like he's doing right now, man, that's huge. 15 rebounds, dude. Come on. Yeah, that's that's a lot. And um but overall, I mean, I like what the Kings are coming out and doing. I like the way they're they're rotating. I got no complaints, you know. We don't we don't we don't fall in love with fucking anybody except for Darren Fox, which he come on, Kingsland, rightfully so, you know what I mean? Like so <laughs> Uh, we're cool with that, but we don't, I'm not really tripping. I just want to see the Kings do well. And, and so all the players that we've kind of defended or backed, you know, I'm not really worried. And, and the guys we've kind of questioned, I'm not really worried right now. I think as the season goes on, maybe, maybe that'll change and, and it will open up about that. Even Rashawn Holmes, he had a really good night the first night, last night, not, not as much, but that's what's going to happen. We got to point that's that too, out, right? That's, that's to be expected, though. You know, we talked about in the last podcast, you had asked me, you know, what do you think Alex Len's role is going to be on this team? And I said, Alex Len, his role is going to be when they play Utah, you know, and you're going up against Hassan Whiteside and Rudy Gobert, and they combined for 30 rebounds last night. You know, it, Alex Len, you need to play those games. You know, Rashawn Holmes, um, you know, he's not fit to play against Rudy Gobert. He's just not. You know, Rudy Gobert is a, the premier center in the NBA. You know, premier defender, premier rebounder in the NBA. And um, that goes against Rashawn Holmes' skill set. Rashawn Holmes is a, uh, he's a, a hustle guy, but he's, you know, a little undersized, not, not significant amount, but he's a little undersized. And that's why Alex Lynn's big body's in here, you know? So uh, I, I, I think Rashawn Holmes could have a great season. I, I don't think, you know, I'm not going to go in on him off of playing Utah, which was like already expected, you know what I mean? But um it, it was a little alarming, you know, when you you look at the box score, okay, you know, the game was 110-101, and you look at the box score and you see, all right, Rashawn Holmes, six points, 10 rebounds, didn't play very many minutes, fouled out, correct? And, you know, and then you look at Rudy Gobert's 20 rebounds, Hassan Whiteside's nine, and you would think that Sacramento got just absolutely torched, but, you know, in, in, in times past, they, you know, you look at that box score, oh, they got torched, not very good, but they have fucking depth, dude. There's NBA players on this roster that – that filled in Alex Lynn and, and played meaningful minutes and, and Sacramento played well. So um, yeah, there's, you know, I've seen a lot of stuff in Kingsland, Facebook, all over people just bashing already. And it's like, dude, there's a lot to be excited about, man. There's a lot to be happy. I'm not upset. You know, Utah was the number one team in the Western conference last year, record wise. And um, Sacramento had them for three quarters, you know, and Sacramento took care of business in Portland against a good Portland team. So um, I, yeah, it, it, good times, man. Very good week. Rashawn Holmes, though, like my point on him, though, was that it's something that we do have to point out because uh, it's, it's just a point that we were making during that whole fucking debate surrounding him. It's like when you, when they play smaller teams, his stats go off. And when they and when and when they play bigger teams, they don't, you know, and that and that's what we said. That's OK. That's OK. He does a lot of other things. Right. 
but you just do have to accept that you're going to have these from time yeah. to time where you're going to be outmatched. And that's where I think the Kings recognize that. And you bring up Alex Lynn, but also Tristan Thompson. There was a time last night. So, yeah, Rashawn Holmes did get in a lot of foul trouble, and that probably contributed a lot to his, his minutes being being halted throughout the game. But um, there was a time where, you know, Alex Lynn getting so much minutes, it was Alex Lynn on the court with a lot of the small dudes. And then when, like, later in the game in the second half, when Rashawn Holmes came in, he actually played power forward next to Tristan Thompson. Yeah. And so when you play those bigger teams, it's – he kind of – they they kind of can go that route. So that's just – all that shit is, Ryan, is just it's just uh, versatility lineups. Versatility lineups. I, hope, I was really hoping you're going to – I was hoping you should, say it again. <laughs> we should just put it on a T-shirt, you know what I mean? And, and, and not every, It wouldn't be very cool, but it would be a, it would be a T-shirt, you know. But, um, yeah, it's it, – it, it's, more to come. I mean, obviously, when the Kings come out and they compete, it's it's great. Um, you know, because we've had years past where they come in and it's like, oh my god! I think two years ago was one of the worst opening stretches I'd ever seen. And they, oh, and five. I'll never, yeah, I'll never forget it when they come out with Dwayne Dedman and, and they realize after a half he couldn't play, and then Bagley got hurt the first game. You know, and, and Darren Fox so, missed time. Yeah, like that was. It's always better when it comes out like this. Um, Marvin Bagley did play last night. He did play 10 minutes, but he did play. Um, and that's good, especially all the bullshit that came out ahead of the, ahead of the season, right? Bef- I think the day before or something. 12 hours about, before tip off. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like he's not going to be in the rotation. And he says all that shit about his aging. You know, we did. We're not going to talk about that. It's not it's not worth it right now to have that conversation. But he got in the game and I think that he's in a position where like everybody else, like the seasons here, it is. What are you going to bitch about it? They are just going to have to buy in at this point and things, the chips will fall where they fall. If the Kings need them, they'll play them. If they don't, they'll trade them or whatever the case, you know, yeah. there's all these rumors. You were talking about it early off, off, off uh, air, you know, about how there's his contract situation. You know, that's kind of minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like some conspiracy theory shit, but you know, it is, it is, it is. But, but it is something to point out, you know, about basically what we're saying, if you don't know that if he doesn't hit 2000 minutes, his his uh, option qualifying. Goes, offer. Yeah, it goes from. Yeah. Four, offer 14 goes from 14 to 7 14 mil. To, yeah, exactly. That. So, I don't know, that's some. I, I mean, real, real quick, stuff. though, real quick, you know, Marvin Bagley, thing, I, I do think he cracks the lineup like rotation. You know, I don't know if they'll start him, whatever, but I, I do think he'll he'll hit the rotation because, you know, it's 82 games, man. Guys are going to get banged up. You know, and and with you know with with Harkless already being banged up, you know they're a, you know they're a Tristan Thompson rolled ankle away from Marvin Bagley playing twenty five minutes tomorrow night. You know what I mean? So yeah, that is something that is something that will happen at some point. Is Marvin Bagley will crack the lineup? Like it's gonna happen. Rotation, sorry, he's gonna crack that rotation, and there's gonna be a stretch where he plays meaningful minutes. And um, you know, me and you have been big Bagley advocates and that's where it comes into play is all right, Marvin, you know, when you do get your chance, you know, you got to play right there. There can't be no more bullshit. Your agent can't, you know, no more excuses. When you get that chance, you know, coming here, it's going to happen. You know, I, I would bet that it happens before Christmas that Marvin Bagley gets a chance to play meaningful minutes for multiple games in a row. And when he gets that chance, you, you know, there's going to be no more excuses from us. Okay. Yeah. He's, yeah. He, you know, you got to play. You got to fucking play. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah, fucking right? play. And, yeah. and you're right. Like, think about it. The Kings are counting on Mo Harkless. That that's really after one game, he already couldn't make yeah. game two. So that's yeah. it's these definitive takes, these definitive opinions. You know, being set and stuck in your ways. You just can't really have that because it is such a fucking long season. The mm-hmm. last couple of years, 
the opening roster versus the midseason roster compared to the end season roster with the Kings has been has been different, different, extremely fucking different, you know, so um, it's it is what it is. I got a funny story about the game last night, Ryan. Um, So where I was sitting, uh, I was sitting kind of right by a tunnel kind of baseline and and, uh, you know, Brad Miller sitting in front of me. He looks like a fucking huge stunner. We I should have told him to go to Ziggy's and 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 you know get down there. But Brad Miller was down there. He was that was cool. Um, but Monty McNair was pretty close to me, and uh, several times he walked right by. Um, and so he walks, he walks. You know, he's probably ten feet away at one point. And uh, so I yell at him. I yell at his name. I don't think anybody recognized him. Just a bald white guy in a suit, you know. And he looks at me, and I told him, <laughs> I said, Monty, pull the trigger, trade for Simmons. And uh, he just kind of looked at me in beeline. So I, I did. I did say that, man. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, and he wasn't really expecting that, you know. Yeah, he was probably like, "Fuck, don't even get me started, man." He's probably hearing it from Vivek too. So yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> and, hilarious. And, and, and you know, you know, so he's probably like, "Oh, fuck, don't don't even get me started on that topic." Yeah, no, it's just a, it was stuff, a fun, it was a funny story, like to be at the game, you know. Um, but yeah, Ryan, I I I think that the Warriors game will be good. What other games are you looking for in the next week? Because you know, there's up, not that many home games. There's um, not, there's not for like the next two weeks. There's not, let me bring up the schedule real quick. Cause I have it all mapped out of all the games that I'm going to. Um, yeah, I, I want it to, I hella want to see me to talk about the other day. I really want to see LaMelo ball live. Not going to be able to, um, I don't think. Yeah, maybe it depends. I might be able to see that, but, um, let's see. Oh, the New Orleans game. Okay. That yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. So New Orleans, I, I, I want to see Zion really bad. Um, I, I would love to go to that game. I want to see LaMelo ball Pacers. Not really interested. Phoenix in there, done that Raptors. Hell no. Um, Utah for, you know, I've seen Utah play 20 times, but uh, marked on the calendar, man, that's 76ers versus the Kings. That's Thanksgiving week. I think that's the Monday or Tuesday. Uh, let me see. Yeah, November 22nd, 76ers versus Kings. Um, never seen Joel Embiid, dude. Never. You know, and maybe Ben Simmons will be playing by then too. So um, that, that, that's one that I got circled. Um, obviously, you know, got to go see the King. You know, LeBron James coming to town November 30th. Um, after that, you know, it's kind of – I've seen everybody else. But the uh, I will make it to, to see Luca eventually the Miami heat, the Miami heat. That's a good one. A bam, Jimmy Butler's, you know, one of my favorites. And then obviously, you know, March and February, they play Brooklyn and, and Milwaukee, which I'm going to go see the Greek freak and KD, but um, there's a lot of games like these rockets games, dude, I'm not fucking going to those dude. You know, it'd be cool. I guess to see Jalen green, but I have 20 years to see that guy play basketball, you know? So um, Cade Cunningham, the piss, you know, I'm not going to the Pistons games, you know? So, um, the next got to go see the stars, man. The next couple, I mean, you know, Suns, Pelicans, Mavericks. Those are all those are all games where you know. Obviously, the Suns. You know, who knows? They, who knows? If Sacramento be... matches up well against those teams, though. That's the thing, right there. And we know that they match up well against the uh, against Dallas. the Mavericks. Yeah. yeah, they got Dallas's number. Yeah. yeah, they do. I'm I'm excited to see if yeah. that continues this year. It's going um, to because, dude, they got nobody to fuck. All right, first, you know what I mean? Porzingis plays zero fucking defense. That dude's soft as shit. And who the hell is going to guard Darren Fox? That's what it always comes down to is who's going to guard Darren Fox on that team. So um, I think, you know, 
that damn that's gonna be fun davion mitchell and luca fuck dude luca's gonna cry so much that game yeah that, <laughs> he'll be able to shit that'll be the true test right that'll be the true test. i think after yeah, that luca because luca's he, big yeah he's bigger he's a lot match. bigger he's, he's big dude he's bigger you know i've never seen him in person yet i haven't seen luca in person but um dirk Nowitzki was t- i was i was watching a video the other day and Dirk Nowitzki was talking about when they drafted him when he first, you know, came to practice and stuff. And he was like, man, he's, he's a lot bigger than you expect, right? In person, he's, he's big, he's strong. And um, that's a true test right there. I mean, if Davion Mitchell can go in there and, and play against guys like Luca and, and James Harden, who are bigger guards, big, strong, thick guys, um, that's a true test right there. Um, all right, Ryan, I'll let you, I'll let you make your pick. So, uh, you're going to the game tomorrow. Yep. Um, we got SAC. Uh, they are oh, sorry, Golden State's favored three and Obviously. a half. So yeah, so you what do you like? What do you like on the betting lines for that game? You like the Kings to cover, you like the Kings on the money line, maybe? What's, uh oh, yeah. Uh, three and a half. Yeah, I think Sacramento's gonna win, dude. <laughs> yeah, take them on the money line. Yeah, take them on the money line. I think Sacramento's gonna win. I really do. Yeah. I, I think they match up, you know. It's this is a game that favors. Um, it favors Rashawn Holmes, you know, it favors Harrison Barnes, it favors Darren Fox, you know, like obviously Steph's going to be Steph, right. But Draymond, you don't got to worry, you know, us going, you know, we want to play three guard lineup, whatever. We don't have to worry about Draymond fucking scoring. You know what I mean? It's pretty much the Steph Curry show over there. You know, they got Andrew Wiggins, who's a big guy and, and, and very, very good, but Outside of that, you know, people love Jordan Poole, Jordan, you know, whatever. But this is a game that favors Sacramento because, first off, I always look at it like this. Who the fuck is going to guard Steph Curry, okay? And if Rashawn Holmes isn't playing against a Rudy Gobert, like we talked about earlier, this is a favorable matchup where he can get off. You know, look for a 20-10 and 10 night from Rashawn Holmes tomorrow night. That's, you know, something that I'm looking forward um, and I think is going to happen. But I, I think this is a favorable matchup. I think Sacramento gets the W tomorrow night. Cool. I like uh, I I like the Kings on the money line as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. and then and then I do like we got the uh, over under set at two thirty one. I'm gonna take the under on that. So, I'm taking the under. Yeah, yeah take the under. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, based on the averages, I mean, Golden State two games at one eighteen a game, sack one twelve mm-hmm. a game. So just 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 under it, you know. So yeah. hey, fun. Throw. I want to throw talk a little bit of betting this season, even though I don't fucking yeah, like. I like, to bet. I like that. I like that. I don't. Yeah. I don't like to bet basketball just because at the end of the games, especially I don't like to bet you know the line on it because because it's at the end of the games those free throws and all that shit yeah. just really frustrates well, me. I've lost bets on that before, you know. Let's let's bring something up, okay? So I I don't think we've ever brought this up on the podcast for the last shit. Seven, eight years, uh, you know, a group of our friends, you know, us and, you know, the Say Hey podcast guys, um, we have bet the over on the Sacramento Kings. The artist formerly known as, as Kings Cast Fresh. Yes, we have bet the over for years now on Sacramento, and we finally fucking hit last year. <laughs> so that that is the one bet that we do every single year is we bet the over on Sacramento. So, um, and it's in effect this year, I want to say... Was it 36? 36? It was mm-hmm. 36, right? Yeah. So we, you know, we 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 all threw 50 apiece and we bet the over again on Sacramento. So um, you know, we we do dabble. I'm more of a football better. You know, I bet every single week on the football games, but um, yeah, that is our one Sacramento basketball bet that we make every single year for it's shit. It's probably eight to ten years, honestly. Now I can't even remember. So um it's fun. 
There you go. Well, this episode is coming out uh, Saturday night. You'll probably listen to it Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. If you catch it before the game, Kings cast. Kings on the money line. It's your fucking money, though. So you know what? Don't blame me if you lose that shit. You got anything yeah. else before we before we sign off with the people? Tonight, yeah, right? yeah. So um, something I want to do. Um, two things. Um, tomorrow's game. Uh, we'll be in section 125. Right. If anybody, hey, hit me up on Facebook. I'll go Facebook Live um, while I'm there. If people want to meet up, have a beer. I will be in attendance with our sponsor, the uh, great Gus Sharmoog at uh, Ziggy's. You know, we've got the owner coming out and supporting the Kang. So um, we will be in section 125. You guys want to come out, say hello, have a beer. Um, I, I will be looking forward to that. And then again, as always, shout out Ziggy Smoke Shop. Um, you know, we got the the local local locations in uh, Stockton and Tracy. So shout out to those guys. They're freaking awesome. Um, so, yeah, that's all I got, man. Looking forward to more. Hey, guys, we appreciate you listening in. If you ever want to interact or be a part of the show, you can always do so by tagging us. You can find Ryan and I primarily on Twitter and Facebook at Kingstaff's Eric and at Kingstaff's Ryan. And then please fucking join the facebook group this season kingsland 2000 members the best game threads join that it's super fun best place to talk kings with other fans um and then if you ever want to stay up to date with the podcast you know you can always find that anywhere at kings cast so with that for ryan this is eric go kings thanks This episode was brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop, 209's headiest smoke shop. Follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209 for a view of all of their awesome inventory. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.